My name's Nathan. My name's Arabella. My name's Desiree. And you're listening to The Hometown. They're the voices talking in your head, the things you always wish you'd said, a phrase that you sound crazy, so you bet your tongue instead. Just a bunch of randomness and lots of happy accidents. You might think that they're crazy, but you're laughing to your death. This is the hoedown. Time to get the lowdown, and it's all about to go down on the hoedown. The enthusiasm of this car. <laughs> doing anything crazy. So we have Desiree Ginge, who was my eighth grade best friend, and oftentimes partner in crime. Um, oh, definitely. It was a really good time, is all I'm gonna say. No. <laughs> so, um, Desiree, we have a lot of interesting things, but first of all, let's talk about your beloved son, Bowie. Of course, of course. What is a Bowie? What is he? Um, he's a bearded dragon. He's beautiful. He's the love of my life. Yeah, he's so cool. I've had him for about three years now. Um, and he's just the coolest little lizard ever. Like, he's looking at me right now. Oh, he's so cool. So, does he, like, play games, like, dogs? Because I've heard some of them, they can, like, play games and they're really social. Um, he's kind of lazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, I wouldn't say he really plays games, but I do let him run around my room a lot. And he'll usually just, like, find a corner or something and take a nap. So, he's a lot like me in that way. <laughs> so... How does a bearded bearded dragon compare to something like, you know, like a ball python? Because I have a ball python. Um, see, I've never had, like, a snake or anything. I don't really know how they compare. But bearded dragons, they're actually, like, they're super sweet. And they're, like, good with people and good to handle and stuff. I don't know how snakes are, but um, that's kind of how he is. So. Sin is a lot like that. He's very, very nice little boy. He's never bit me or tried to do anything crazy. Yet. Yet. Oh, wow. <laughs> Neither has Bowie. He's always been super nice. Although he does hiss at me sometimes if I try and wake him up from, like, his nap. Yeah, Senna will do that. He sleeps, like, I think 23 hours a day or something. So you get that one hour where he's, like, chill, and the other ones where he's, like, super lethargic and just wants to chill and, like, sleep. Oh. So, Bowie, about three years ago, you also did something really cool. You went to another country. Can you I tell just, me what that country was? Um, I went to Kenya. And also, technically, I guess, the Netherlands. So why don't you tell me about the... Why, why did you go to Kenya, of all places? Um, I went there to visit my grandparents because they lived there. They used to live in the United States, but they moved it like back home in their retirement. And so me, my dad, my stepmom, and my little sisters, we all went up there to visit them. Um, it was super duper cool. Why don't you tell me about the flight? Because I bet that was 
Interesting. That was a long flight, I bet. Oh, it was awful. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely horrible. So, on the way up there, er, well, we had a layaway thing in Amsterdam. And it was like 11 hours to get to Amsterdam from Seattle, which is where we flew out of. And then like another 11 hours to get to Kenya. And it was it was horrible. During one of those flights, um, I decided to watch Rocket Man with Elton John. <laughs> and the problem was, on one side of me was this really cute guy. And on the other side of me was my, like, six-year-old little sister. Um, and Rocket Man has some very interesting scenes at times that I was not aware of when I started watching the movie. And so I was like, hiding the screen, hoping that nobody saw what I was watching. It was really embarrassing. So, once you got to Kenya, tell me about what's, like, the biggest differences. Because you grew up in uh, in sort of the same area I did in, in the U.S. So what's what's it like in Kenya? What's different? What's the same? Um, It's very different. And I'm not going to lie. It was, like, super humbling. Because, like... You see, like, not every area of Kenya is, like, super poor and stuff. Like, there are a lot of areas that are, like, prettier and nicer, and there are a lot of really nice things you can go visit. Um, But just, like, the general area where my grandparents lived, a lot of people just, like, lived in shacks and stuff. Like, it it was a very humbling experience to see how a lot of people live. I was lucky, though, because my grandparents are really wealthy there, Um, and so they had, like, a really nice house that was, like, in this fenced-in community, and the crime rates there are also really high, so they had, like, this giant fence surrounding their house that had, like, razor wire on top, because people would, like, go and rob them. It's crazy. Um, And so it's a lot different from here, because, like... Where I live here, it's not, like, the richest area ever. Like, you know, there are definitely a lot of people who still struggle. But it is nowhere near what it was like in Kenya. It was crazy. For sure, yeah. And I know you did a lot of cool things. Um, I know you rode an ostrich. So can you tell me about, like, the cool things you got up to in Kenya? Oh, absolutely. Um... Well, as you just mentioned, I rode an ostrich, which might be one of the coolest things I've ever done. Um, I swam the Indian Ocean and held a sea urchin. It was really weird, really weird experience. Um, I got stalked by a bunch of Kenyan men. Um, oh, yeah, the, tell the Facebook story. Okay. There were, like, multiple dudes who did this to me. So there was this, like little shop that me and my family went into um and they just sold like little knickknacks and stuff it was kind of made for tourists and the guy at the front counter asked all of our names so we all told him just our first names i told him my name was desiree and then later that night i get a text on facebook from this random guy at like asking like saying hello and asking how i was and stuff and i was like who are you and he was like, do you not remember me? No. Um, but it turned out to be this shop guy. And I was like, okay. And I asked him how he found my Facebook. 
And he said that he looked up Desiree and went through every single Desiree until he found me. And he said, and I quote, I'm so glad I found you because now we are connected. And Ooh. I talked to him because he was, he started getting so creepy. Like, he just would not leave me alone. And it was like two in the morning. Like, I don't know what business he had being up that late texting me, but it's kind of scary. Oh my god, and you were like preteen at this point, or like freshman? Yeah, I I was like maybe 14, 13 years old. (laughs) And this guy was at least 35. We all love a good stalker. I know, it was so great. And then I got like random messages from other guys in Kenya, and I don't even know like who they were or how they knew I was there, but they just text me and be like, Hey, queen, I heard you were in Kenya, and I was like, what? <laughs> I don't know who you people are. They have a big group chat, and they're like, guys, check this one out. Check this one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So that was Kenya. But back in the U.S., you've been up to some cool stuff, too. You you were the homecoming queen. I was the homecoming queen. What's that like, being royalty? Um, you know, it's great having people bow at my feet and stuff. <laughs> it's awesome. the freshmen. <laughs> they all worship the ground I walk under. It's no biggie. Um, no, but it was super duper cool. I was surprised to be nominated to be on homecoming court in the first place. Actually, you know what? I wasn't too surprised because not a lot of people vote for it. And I texted maybe about like 50 people and it was like, oh, vote for me. So, you know, um... But doing that in the first place was really fun. Because I really just wanted to do it to dress up and, like, look all fancy and stuff. And then I got out there, and they called my name, and I, like, actually won. And I was genuinely surprised. Like, you can see a picture of me when they first call my name, and my mouth is, like, on the floor. Like, it was genuinely so surprising and just such a cool experience to win. Like, I absolutely loved it. That's so cool. And can you tell us about your outfit? Because I know that that's, like, the big thing is you get all, like, fancied up. Oh, yeah. Of course. So, I had this green dress on. It was, like, really dark green, and it was super sparkly. Um, And then I had, like, matching earrings and matching necklace that looked like little stars, you know. But then I wore my Converse out there. Which was probably the best decision I've ever made. And also the worst decision. Because my dress, it was long. And so I thought you wouldn't be able to see my shoes. And it didn't matter if I wore Converse. But it turned out that whenever I, like, walked in it, you could see my, like, crusty, dusty Converse sticking (laughs) out the bottom of it. And so, like, definitely not the best decision ever. But it was comfortable. So I don't care. And I still won, so. I cannot walk in heels to save my life. Like, Nathan can attest to this. Like, I was, like, at our, the first prom where we got together, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to wear heels and, like, impress this hot person. And, um. Tripping. Falling. Having to get bridal carried over a gravel patch. Everywhere. It was a nightmare. But <laughs> I can actually walk in heels better than Arabella can. Oh. Is a thing. I totally understand the struggle. This upcoming prom, I'm wearing Vans. Me and my date have matching Vans. It's super cool. 
that's Ooh. the way to do it. Right. I think I'm gonna wear combat boots because I wear them absolutely everywhere. But yeah, like I do not understand how people have these massive heels, especially like stilettos and stuff, and they're just like running in them. And I'm like, go home. Yeah, no, I can't do it. It's just like walking on your tippy toes. I'm gonna be honest. You can't treat them like normal shoes. You can't treat them like you're you're flat footed. You gotta treat it like you're walking on your tippy toes. Man, but I am flat footed. <laughs> so not only are you the homecoming queen, you're in band. I am in band. A lot of people were mad that I won homecoming queen because I'm a band nerd. <laughs> and so like you're living like a Disney Channel two thousands movie. I am the Kenyan band nerd wins homecoming queen. In Converse. In, in Converse. Converse. She went home and told her lizard about it. That's the life I live. It's just my reality. I love it. <laughs> um, I am in band. I play clarinet. You know, the coolest of instrument instruments. Um, everybody says it's like Squidward, and it is. I like to think that I'm maybe just a little better than Squidward at it. Not by much. Um... But it's super fun. Band is, like, it's definitely the best thing that I've done in high school. It's such just, like, a community and such just, like, nice people to be around. And it gives me something to do on Tuesday and Thursday afternoons. And learning to play an instrument has been absolutely amazing. That is so cool. I've never actually been able to one time i went through a brief ukulele phase and that didn't work out and then i watched sherlock and i ordered a 30 dollar children's violin um that lasted about a week (laughs) i had that exact same violin experience after watching sherlock we both went through that phase so hardcore we're like we're gonna be homicide detectives just like sherlock and john oh we did you remember when we sat in um eighth grade eating nacho cheese out of a jar and watching Sherlock <laughs> in class. Yes. And it wasn't even like it was consolidated nacho cheese. Oh my yeah. gosh. That just like our whole eighth grade existence was just Oh, oh I've wow. got some serious stories. And the thing is oh, whenever gosh. we've talked about it, I say stuff that you don't remember happening and then you say stuff that I don't remember happening. It's like, like there's lore that just goes deeper than either of us could ever remember. And maybe that's God being like, no, that's too much cringe for one person to bear. I would pay so much money just to, like, have a recording of everything that happened. Because I'm sure we we did something every single day, and I can barely remember any of it. But I know it was some crazy stuff. I should have journaled at that time. We finished it. Oh, my gosh. Um... The one that just came to my mind is the live nativity that we set up in the hallway that blocked the entire hallway. Except we (laughs) (laughs) And I forgot, it was like we were learning about like Christmas traditions in class and um, there was something about live nativities and we were all just like, okay, I guess we're going to set one up. And if I'm remembering correctly, I was like Joseph or something. I don't remember who was the baby Jesus, but we essentially, our school was like a circle. So we blocked off part of the circle during class change with our live nativity. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have like vague memories of that. 
Yeah, it was it was a very minor incident compared to half of what we did. Oh yeah. I remember riding on Bailey's wheelie bag around the hallway. <laughs> I remember oh my gosh, Bailey Blackshire. She I remember I, she was making a poster board with me or something out in the hallway and I wrote help me because I didn't want to do it in the grass with her nice colored pencils. So she got a yardstick and beat me in front of the sixth graders like full on flip-flop mode engaged. Oh, I see Bailey almost every day now. She Love hasn't her. changed a bit. Um, <laughs> would still beat me up. She's great. She's so tall too, so you cannot stand up to her. Like she, she is definitely she's peak performance. Are there any other eighth grade stories that you feel the world needs to hear? Oh, absolutely. Do you remember um, Mason? And oh. um, <laughs> yeah, Derek. I know, I know where this is going. Yeah, Mason and Derek. There we go. Um, so I you remember this one. Them. I know this one. You decided to write a love letter to each one of them, a fake love letter, pretending to be the other person, but, but not like, specifying your name. And you put, like, a time on it. You were like, yeah, meet me in the bathroom at, like, 1 o'clock or something so that Mason and Derek would meet up in the bathroom together and think that they were, um... Hmm, secretly they, in love. Yeah, that they were secretly in love with each other and maybe start a beautiful romance story. <laughs> um, Which, context, um, they were really rude bullies. They were just generally mean people. So, oh, yeah, no, these yeah. weren't, they deserved it. Um, they were not very nice people. Man, sadly, that did not end up working because Mason was stuck in his class when I was in there with him, and the teacher wouldn't let him go use the bathroom. I wanted to walk. So, nothing came out of it, and now they're not really friends anymore. Wait, uh, it was. Enemies to lovers to enemies once again. <laughs> exactly. I remember one time we were in the gifted classroom after school and we discovered that they had records on us, which we were not because we were both in that program. We were not aware of those records and um, we were shuffling through and then um, we heard the teacher come in, and we're obviously not supposed to be in the records department because there's a lot of sensitive information on the school. So I just closed the door. And it looks worse than it is, but I just closed the door and we scamper all the paperwork back on the shelves. And then she was like, what are y'all doing in here? And Desiree was like something on the lines like, I lost my pencil or some something like that. Anyways, we got in a little bit of trouble for that. So... As revenge, I guess, the teacher had a bag of almonds on her desk, and I just reached in and ate, like, all of her almonds and then left the school. <laughs> Which, fun fact about that teacher, she goes to my church. Um, oh, yeah. And she's, like, one of the teachers for small groups, and we're actually, like, really close now. Like, we know each other super well, and we're really good, like, I wouldn't say we're buddies, but she's more so, like, almost a mentor to me too and so like I don't know if she even remembers that incident but every time I see her I think about it and I'm like oh no 
What if what if you went to heaven but God said, Where are the almonds, Arabella? <laughs> What'd you do with them? Huh? What'd you do with them? Where'd they go? Almonds don't just disappear. <laughs> do you have any other stories? I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember too. There There's was trouble. that there was that time that um you went into the bathroom and there were these two girls in there that looked like they were about to fight. And you like stood between them and was like <laughs> Guys, you don't need to do this. Don't fight. And turns out they were not about to fight. Um, I was like, stop it, guys. You don't have to do this. Look me in the eyes. This isn't you. Oh, my gosh. And this is like every day. See, Nathan was homeschooled for middle school, so he missed the... I wasn't. Wait, for, for the last year, yeah. Fifth and sixth grade, I was at a normal school. Fair. So, did you have any fun stories from middle school that aren't moderately traumatic? Um, there's several things. Pull one out. Let's see, I broke a kid's nose. Oh, tell that story. Oh, oh that one has some lore to it. So, there's this kid, uh, we'll call him... Sebastian. No. Bassie. We'll call him butt fart underwear. Because that kind of... Kind of, kind of fits his normal name, but he he was a big bully back in middle school, and he he would pick on me because I was I was a smaller kind of kid and I was always doing really good in school and he didn't particularly, and nerd he, he cut in front of me one day on the on the, the playground and I just I wasn't having it I was having a bad day I was fed up so I went I was like a butt butt fart. Hey, you can't cut in line," he said. "I can if I want to," and I, I headbutt him right in the nose, broke his nose, and he never picked on me again, and I did not get in trouble. And then there's a part two to this story. Uh, later on, this is eleventh grade. Arabella and I are at prom, and guess who walks in? Mr. Buttfart Underwear. He goes to my school. He goes to Arabella's school, and they were friends. And he also went to a house party of mine. Mm-hmm. He kind of flinched when he saw me. Oh, and the funny God. thing is Nathan is so unconfrontational. Like, a week ago, Sonic got my order wrong, and Nathan just drove away instead of <laughs> <laughs> So I had to walk back into Sonic a week later and be like, Hey, can I please get a refund? <sighs> so moral of the story is, if you're listening and you're in middle school, first of all, why are you listening to podcasts? Dork. Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> Second of all, live every moment and enjoy the trauma that you will most definitely experience. Third of all, I would like to add, do not take pictures of your history teacher. I repeat, do not, not do take it. His- Don't he do will it. bring it up for the rest of your life. But yeah, I guess that is all for us. So thank you for joining us. This has been absolutely delightful. Yeah, I've had an awesome time. This is so much fun. I'm not going to lie. I totally woke up to your call at 8.55 asking if I was ready to record at 9. And I was like, yeah, totally. I was like, I better call just to wake her up in case she's asleep. Oh, yeah. That's (laughs) definitely a good idea. Well, you did great. So have a good day. Thank you. Bye. Bye.